Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, 24's podcast. I am 24. This is my podcast. 24's podcast. Hey. I am, uh, I've lost my voice. I'm going to have to take, like, I'm going to have to drink, like, two more cups of tea before the night is over with, screaming about how Tua is coming out. He's having his coming out party against the, uh, the Ravens. He played awesome today. We'll talk about it. Not on Monday, excuse me, on Tuesday. I, I think I said earlier, we're, pause the music. I think I said, I'm going to talk about Tua on Monday. I'm not coming back Monday. I'm going to be watching two football games back-to-back on Monday. Or really like an hour of like one football game and then another hour of another one. Regardless, I'm going to be coming back on Tuesday. Tuesday's my day back. Monday isn't. I'm going to be resting because, yikes, I destroyed my, my voice here. Unpause my music. Oh my God, we got a lot to talk about. Dallas versus Cincinnati going very, very well for the Dallas Cowboys. And potentially the best defensive player in the NFL right now, Micah Parsons. It's not. It's really not even that close. Rams and the Broncos really kind of laying a goose egg here. Maybe not the Rams, but more specifically the Broncos against the Texans. 13-9 right now. The game is still going on. We have the final scores for the Rams and the Falcons. I've just been absolutely entranced with what the Dallas Cowboys have essentially done to one of the best offenses in the NFL in the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll talk about the Bengals. We'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about Micah Parsons, ladies and gentlemen. Right here. 24 Podcasts. Smells like teen spirit. Smells like Dallas is cooking up something. Something pretty uh, awesome today. Pretty fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's offensive PI. Yeah. They're showing me a Diggs rep against T. Higgins where he very obviously pushed off and the sideline judge didn't see it all. But Dallas right now... Oh, God, I just, uh, I have the score being spoiled to me a little bit. It's 17-17 with 3.45 left in the ballgame. Uh, I'm guessing Dallas gives up a touchdown here, and they uh, they give up. I'm a little bit behind the live feed, but uh, Dallas has essentially played the best game that they possibly can play without Dak Prescott against the Cincinnati Bengals. They have sacked Joe Burrow six times. Micah Parsons has been absolutely phenomenal for the Dallas Cowboys, and I will go ahead and say this. A couple of weeks ago, or really, I think a month or two ago, I was talking about some of the best players in the NFL, defensively. And I ranked them in tiers, and I said, Aaron Donald is in a tier by himself. He can change and impact the game by himself. And then in a tier below Aaron, there's 
Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, and I forgot about Nick Bosa, but Nick Bosa as well. I think Micah Parsons is now in the Aaron Donald tier for football. I saw him absolutely destroy a couple of times. Essentially the best right tackle in the NFL and Tristan Worse last week. I saw him essentially dominate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with two sacks last week. And the absolute just destruction he has put on this week is insane. He has two sacks in this game. He has destroyed Joe Burrow time and time and time and time and time and time and time, and time again. And he has made very, very difficult things look very, very easy. He's essentially taken over the, uh, the entirety of the game against one of the best football teams in the NFL, in my opinion, with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll also talk about the Bengals' performance overall, but Micah Parsons has essentially taken over the game. He has absolutely destroyed a good tackle. He has made Leo Collins look like a bad tackle. That's how good he is. He's like, I'm so good, I can make Leo Collins look bad, which is insanity to me. It's just like, I don't think I've ever seen a player be able to do that where they're like, yeah, I'm so good. I can make a good player look bad. I'm shocked. It's just like, it's something that I don't think I've really ever seen outside of like, in even Aaron, for example, Aaron, Aaron needs help. I've seen them move Micah around. I've seen them try to find good matchups for Micah. I've seen them essentially say like, look, yeah, Micah's, Micah's the guy. We'll do everything we can to help Micah as best as we possibly can. But Micah's the guy. We'll facilitate our defense through Micah Parsons. And we'll have a tremendous amount of success with that. We'll have a tremendous amount of success with Micah Parsons being moved around, helping us as a, um, as a pass rusher and helping our defense overall and dominating Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Buccaneers. It's, it's really, really rare, some of the stuff that he does, as I just saw Dalton Schultz go down. He tied in for the Dallas Cowboys, who's franchise tagged, by the way. Two sacks this week and last week. He has four sacks combined over the last two games, and... He beat Tristan Wirfs multiple times. He beat Leo Collins last week. Or not last week. He beat Tristan Wirfs last week. He beat Leo Collins this week. And it's just been an absolute just dumpster fire for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, like, I'll just, I'll just move on to the Bengals. I, like, I'm a little bit, my train of thought is a little bit wonky here. The Bengals are just poorly coached. For the Dallas Cowboys to be able to just dominate the Bengals the way that they have up front offensively and defensively, Dallas smelled out everything that the Bengals were doing. They knew what they were doing. They adjusted. They made, they made plays. They made plays on the Bengals. And I've talked about Zach Taylor, the head coach, time and time and time again. I'm like, look, I don't see it. I don't understand why people think... I don't understand why he doesn't get more criticism. Because it's obviously Joe Burrow... Go out and make some shit happen. And that's exactly what just happened on this last drive. There wasn't a scheme. There wasn't a plan. It was just like, Jaboro, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, do something. Save my job, please. And Jaboro's like, sure, I'll do it again. 
and he did it again. He scored a touchdown, and he converted on the two-point conversion, and now it's tied 17-17 all. And it's like, I just, I cannot believe that he's getting bailed out once again. By him, I mean Zach Taylor. And this is kind of, as much as people want to shit all over Mike McCarthy, this is the difference between Mike McCarthy and Zach Taylor. Mike McCarthy's like, we'll have a plan. We'll be able to uh, to attack the Bengals offensively and defensively. Now, Dallas's offense has slowed down in the second half because they've played extraordinarily conservative just because they don't have, like, a quarterback. But they're just like, we'll play extra conservatively. The Dallas Cowboys, they kind of, like, go three and out or whatever. It's it's a tied ball game. All of the uh, the momentum has swung in the Bengals' favor, but I don't think that that takes away from what Dallas has done here today at all. Like, to me, it's like win or loss. Dallas kind of showed me that, oh, yeah, they're back to being a Super Bowl contender. Like a dark horse Super Bowl contender. Like, we'll see what happens with Dak Prescott when he comes back because Dak is really going to be the X factor because if Dak plays very well, then the Cowboys can potentially go to the Super Bowl. But if he doesn't play well, then that's a problem. Like, if he plays like he did last week, that's a problem. But Dallas being able to contain Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase for essentially peanuts to be able to sack Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, which I get it, is not very good, again, but also Micah Parsons being able to, once again, destroy Leo Collins is insanity to me. And you want to know something interesting? The four teams that I have it, that I have right now making it to like the playoffs via the division, like we'll see about the NFC East, but in the NFC, it's like Tampa Bay, the Rams and the Packers. I know the Packers just lost to the Vikings, but I, I still think right now it's the Packers, but we'll see. But all three of these teams, Tampa Bay, the uh, the Rams, and the Packers all have like suspect offensive lines. And then even with the quote-unquote like suspect offensive line, like Micah Parsons, like, like even if they, for example, like um, not they, but like let's say for example... The um the Packers get, for example, Bakhtiari back. Because everybody's like, they don't have Bakhtiari. They don't have Bakhtiari. And it's like, okay, I'll give you Bakhtiari. Who's the right tackle? Because Mike is going after him. And as much as I love Aaron, there, there was kind of like this issue with him not being able to take games over. Micah took this game over in the first half. They've kind of shut him down in the second half. But what they did in the first half was enough for me for them to win the game. They just kind of said, we're not going to lose the game in the second half. And Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they kind of ramped up their aggression, and then they were able to, uh, to drive the football down the football field and score a touchdown. It happens. But Dallas played a great game overall. Micah, to me, is in the same tier as Aaron Donald. He's like the best defensive player in the NFL, in my opinion. And Dallas needs to figure this shit out with, with their passing game and with their quarterback. I think Dallas's offensive line, pass protection rise, did a good enough job in some regards, in some cases. I do worry about some aspects of their offensive line, like specifically the left guard position. We'll kind of see long-term how that plays out. I think it'll play out maybe decently, depending on the status in the state that Tyron Smith comes back. Tyler Smith has looked awesome these last two weeks. Like, one of the best tackles in the NFL type of awesome. I'm like, oh, Dallas has another awesome offensive line. Lineman that they can rely on long-term. 
And that was easy. I was just like, oh, I was wrong about Tyler Smith. But yeah, Micah Parsons destroying Joe Burrow and getting him six times and getting two sacks this game is unreal. And I think the Cowboys are back to being like a Super Bowl contender, depending on like what happens uh, with Dak Prescott. By the way, I'm like, I'm just watching ad after ad after ad. CBS, this is like the best game of the day, potentially. And CBS is like, we're going to run Wingstop ads as I'm like looking at the box score and I'm like, oh, the game's going on. Oh yeah, speaking of which, the Bengals, they're in trouble. I'm really, really worried about the Bengals. The Bengals are in really, really deep shit. Their offensive line is terrible. The jury's out. And Zach Taylor's offense, and I said this, I was like, Zach Taylor's offense is going to be studied a lot this offseason. And it not only obviously has been, but it continues to be studied. It continues to be breaked down or broken down. And it continues to be exploited. Dallas exploited the Bengals offense for like the last three hours. I've just watched them play. And I'm like, Dallas is destroying the Bengals offense over and over and over again. They know what they're doing. They know how to, how to go and attack the Bengals offense in the week in the weak points with it, not just with Micah Parsons, but with other pass rushers like Dorrance Armstrong and Sam Williams and other interior defensive linemen. They just know how to expose and exploit the Bengals. It's ridiculous. It really is. And it forces Joe to essentially be like, fuck it. I got to do everything myself. I got to do these. Uh, I, I, I got it. I have to essentially carry the team and somehow, some way overcome Poor coaching, which is ridiculous. It's like he should never have to overcome poor coaching as a quarterback, but he does. And yet here we are, where it's just like the Bengals, by the way, their drive, they just go three and out. Dallas has one timeout left. I don't know if what Dallas can do. We'll see what happens. But it is absurd to me that, that Joe Burrow has to deal with this shit. For really the second year that I've noticed, but really the third year. Zach Taylor is way in over his head as an overall coach, but as an offensive play caller, I was just like, I, and he's a Sean McVay guy, and I love Sean McVay guys, but I, I've questioned him significantly more than I've questioned any other Sean McVay guy, as well as Brandon Staley. I'm like, those two guys, Brandon Staley and Zach Taylor, I've questioned for reasons like this. Dallas is playing with a backup quarterback, and somehow, some way. You let your quarterback get sacked six times, not including the quarterback hits. Like just how, I mean, they may have gotten to, they may have hit Joe Burrow potentially 10 times, which is insanity. It is insane how much Joe Burrow has been hit in this football game. It really is. But they've allowed six sacks against the Cowboys. And it's just like, there are times there was a time in like the first quarter and they never made this mistake again. So I'll give them some credit, but there was like a time in the first quarter or the first half where they just let Micah Parsons tee off against Joe Burrow. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They left him completely unblocked and Micah Parsons runs like a four, three. So of course he gets, he almost gets to Joe. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? It was insanity. What I was watching, I was just like, like, he's the guy that has been absolutely brutalizing 
your offense, and for some horrendous reason, you just let him go unblocked. And again, they didn't make that mistake again, but it's just like, holy shit, man. I, I, I just, I could not believe how much they fucked up Micah Parsons. Like, just the simplicity of the fact how much they fucked up, like, the coverage on Micah Parsons. It, it's, it's insanity to me. It really is. On top of that, just the other, just, they, they have no idea how to hand off certain players. Like, I remember watching this one play. This is like an example of Joe Burrow having to overcome his shitty coaching. Joe Burrow looks out at the Dallas Cowboys defensive line. He counts one, two, three, four, five, six. And Troy, not Troy, Tony, Tony Romo and Jim Nance, they did a great job of breaking this down. He's like, they have six guys. We're in an empty set, which means that there is no back. There is no tight end. We are lined up five wide, and Dallas has six defensive linemen versus our five. It is simple math. One guy is going to come unblocked and kill me. So he has to call a fucking timeout to get their personnel right. It's a joke. It is an absolute joke how much Zach Taylor has absolutely screwed over his quarterback today absolutely like not oh he kind of did it is a joke i don't even know why i'm like it's just been ramping up for years and it's just like you should not lose to the cowboys today i'm a cowboy fan i picked against them i'm not mad that they won i'm actually very happy because i'm like oh okay dallas is back in the super bowl but it's like you should not lose to the dallas cowboys today you have the better team. You have the better players. Trey Hendrickson could not fucking pop off against a rookie. A rookie tackle. Didn't help his ass out. You couldn't stop Cooper Rush. It is a joke at how despicable of a head coach Zach Taylor is. I mean, just simply put, it's not on Joe. It is on him that they lost this game today. It is abominable what they've done to Joe Burrow today. They have put him in terrible positions. He has had to carry this football team. They've had to do everything through Joe Burrow. They tried to run it, but they couldn't run it because they don't have the offensive line to be able to run it. Dallas shut that shit down real quick. And then to make matters worse, Dallas just was capable and able of just driving down the football field over and over. Like, I mean, Dallas right now is driving down the length of the football field. This may be a 40, a 40-something 40 yard field goal for Brett Maher to win the fucking game. To win the game. Hold on, let me unplug my computer really fast. Forty-yard field goal for Brett Maher to win the game. It's third and eight. I mean, it doesn't matter the down and the distance. It's like a forty-something yard field goal. Without a starting quarterback, it's a fifty-yarder. It's a fifty-yarder. It's well within his range. He can hit sixties. Let's see it. It's third. It, I mean, it's it's. There's three seconds on the clock. And he fucking hits it. Dallas just beat the Bengals. He fucking hits it. Dallas beats the Bengals. Zach Taylor absolutely 
fucked over Joe Burrow today. Now I can go off. I'm like, now I know the final result. He fucked him. Absolutely fucked him today. Put him in positions to lose the entirety of the game. Absolutely ruined the Bengals. For some weird reason, couldn't put pressure on Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush for the most part of the game. And let Micah Parsons tee off on his fucking quarterback among other Dallas Cowboys. Absolute joke. I cannot believe how much of an absolute failure Zach Taylor is today. Shouldn't have come down to it. An absolute miserable, miserable job by him. I just cannot, I, I cannot believe how much he's, he's absolutely ruined the Bengals today. I, I just, I cannot believe it. I, I, I really can't. It shouldn't be this difficult to win football games when you have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They scored 20 points against the Steelers yesterday or last week, excuse, excuse me. The Steelers, in my opinion, have a backup quarterback in Mason Rudolph and they still lost. And now today against the Dallas Cowboys, they fucking got their asses chewed up like fucking bubblegum against fucking Micah Parsons. It's a joke. It really is. I cannot believe how fucking badly they played today. They couldn't get Jamar Chase going. They tried to get T. Higgins going, but the Dallas Cowboys, they knew what they were doing against T. And it's just like, it was, hey, Joe, just make some shit happen. It was a fucking joke. I, I, was, I was shocked at how fucking dumb this shit was. It was so fucking annoying to watch that gameplay. I'm ecstatic. I'm happy about the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about them on Tuesday. Congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm glad that I was wrong about the Dallas Cowboys. I thought they were going to get their butts whooped today. But they did not, which is great for them and for me, even though I didn't pick against them. But I'm, I'm fine with that. But holy smokes, man, like just, oh, God. I'm so, like, Joe Burrow can't win anything. He cannot win. It's official. He will not win anything with Zach Taylor coaching. It's so annoying that he has to have him as a head coach. So annoying. <clears throat> but congratulations to Dallas, Michael Parsons, Cooper, uh, Cooper Wash. That is what happens when you actually have a good head coach on your football team versus a bad head coach in Zach Taylor. Like for everybody that's like Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy sucks. He fucking out, he just outcoached Zach Taylor with a backup when he has a better number one wide receiver, a better quarterback, and all of the momentum going the way of the Bengals. And Dallas beat him. Dallas beat him. I said last week, or excuse me, I said on Friday, if the Broncos do not beat the Houston Texans, we got a problem. Now, it looks like the Broncos will beat the Houston Texans. We still have a problem. His name is Nathaniel Hackett. Now, I have not seen an ounce of this game outside of a couple of plays that were released online. The fact that there were there and there was like a delay of game for the Broncos game. There was a delay of game where the field I've never seen this in my entire life. The field goal kicking unit had a delay of game penalty brought upon them. Nathaniel Hackett, I don't think, called a timeout or was even aware of calling a timeout. And because of that, 
They had to back it up out of, I think his name is McManus, the, uh, the kicker for the Broncos. They had to back it up. They took McManus off the field, brought on their punter. So instead of getting three points for the Broncos, the Broncos, they get none. And it's like, it, it's like, I, like I've never seen a game be as mismanaged as that one. And then to make matters worse, worse, in his debut game as a Bronco in Denver, Russell Wilson has a fucking shitty game. He was like 14 for 31 for 219 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I think, I think he's in over his head. I think Nathaniel Hackett is in over his head. Like there are some guys that are just not head coaches or shouldn't be head coaches. I think uh, Nathaniel Hackett is one of them. The final score for the game was 16-9. And really, for the majority of the game, it looked like the Denver Broncos were going to lose this game. Like, honestly. They didn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter. They scored the additional three points. So, they scored 10 points in one quarter. It was 96 for uh, going into the fourth quarter. They won today, though. It's like Russell Wilson was 14 for 31. For one of the only times in my life, and I saw his completion percentages, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? One of the only times in my life, Russell Wilson has thrown below 50%. One of the only times that I've seen in my lifetime, he's thrown uh, below 50%. Insanity. That is insane how bad he played today. Like, it's just like, oh my God, I, I just, I cannot believe how bad he played today. Against the Texans, I really got to watch Texans football. Because whatever they're doing, I don't know if it's just bad Colts because the Colts played badly today against the Jags. They didn't score a touchdown again, I don't think. Oh, no, they scored a touchdown last week, but it was like 0-24 to against the Jags. The Jags, really? The Jags? And then it's like the Broncos, they only score one touchdown against the Texans. And I'm like, they have, no, they have maybe one guy, and that's Stingley, potentially on defense, which is insanity. They have like maybe one guy, Derek Stingley, they have uh, potentially, I don't think they have an elite pass rusher. I don't think they have an elite corner. Did, did Stingley come up with the interception against Russell Wilson? No, it was Christian Kirksey. I think that's a linebacker. It's like, what? How do you almost lose to the Houston Texans? It's insane. It really is. And it's just like, you had a bad mismanaged game last week, fourth and five and you try to kick like a 60-something yard field goal instead of going for it on fourth down and trying to like, you know, I don't know, drive the length of the football field. Peyton Manning and Shannon Sharp were losing their proverbial minds, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, they aren't going to kick a field goal this distance, and, it, and they did, and they missed it. And it's like, it's a win, but is it really a win? I'm watching the Raiders right now. I've, I've talked about the AFC West, and it's like the Raiders... I'm so fucking, like, I got to talk about the Raiders here. Like, the AFC West is an overrated division. I'm not in love with the Chargers. I talked about the Chargers Thursday. I talked about how they fucking got their asses whooped by the fucking Chiefs. The Broncos barely beat the Texans today. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are the only good team to me right now. I mean, they're like, I think the Chargers are a good team, and I think the Broncos can potentially be a good team. But the Raiders, the Raiders just fucking 
got their game tied. Zeros on the fucking clock. Kyler fucking Murray coming in clutch for the Cardinals. The score is 23-23. It's end of regulation. We are going into overtime. Kyler Murray has fucking played his guts out behind a shitty offensive line without DeAndre Hopkins. And somehow, someway, the Raiders have fucked it up again. And uh, they, they still have just let that football team go. Let the Cardinals, excuse me, just run the length of the football field on them. And it's just like, I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. But back to the Broncos. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, I don't think his tenure with the Broncos will be very long. I think that's a catch. Will be very long. Well, uh, they may overturn it. They may overturn it. They may overturn the two-point conversion. But uh, it looks like he caught it, right? I mean, you can't tell. You can't tell. He holds on to it. Just give him the fucking... Just give him it. Don't be anal about it. Don't be a jerk. You can't see if the ball moves. I mean, even if it does move... No, it doesn't. It, he secured it. It's, it's a, it's a two-point conversion. But Nathaniel Hackett, I think he's done. I think he's gone. Cardinals versus Raiders, though. I'm watching part of it now. It is... Like, I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to fucking watch the Cardinals versus the, uh, the Raiders here. But it's just, it's insanity, bro. It really is. It's 23-23. The Cardinals have scored six, 16 points in the fourth quarter. I was vehemently against the hiring of Josh McDaniels. And everybody was like, he did a great job in New England. And I was like, he did a great fucking job because of Tom Brady. Okay? He did a great job because of Tom Brady. They may overturn it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's no way that's not a catch. Like I just had Gene Steratore try to break it down. I'm like, there's no way that's not a catch. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting the update. Yeah. Okay. So we're going into overtime for the Raiders versus the, uh, the Cardinals. And I'm just like, I don't know how you fuck this up as if, if you're Josh McDaniels. I, I really don't. Derek Carr's played good enough to win. They didn't really get Devontae Adams involved. I don't know how that happens. He has like two receptions for... 12 yards and a tutty. No idea how that happens, but hey, he get he gets almost 200. He got almost 200 yards last week against the Chargers, so I don't think so it's just like, you know, it is what it is. But oh my god, man. The Raiders are such a fucking joke. They fucking almost lost right now. They could potentially, excuse me, lose right now to the Cardinals. Hold on. Let's see who gets the kick. Hold on. Cardinals are going to get the ball in overtime. Are they seriously going to about are they seriously about to win this football game? If they do, it's all Josh McDaniels' fault. Better team. Tyler's offensive line is very bad. I've no idea how with like a bad offensive line, 
You can't get more than one sack. I mean, also, Kyle, uh, Kyle, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, just, I, I do not like him at all as a head coach, as a play caller as well. But somehow Kyler fucking iced it out, helped win the game for the Arizona Cardinals. And I mean, what a fucking fantastic player Kyler is. After losing last week against, I forgot who, bounced fucking back, took it on. Oh no, he lost to the Chiefs horrendously, but everybody loses to the Chiefs. Bounced back after it, has played a phenomenal game today, got his team back into uh, to winning position and fucking just took over the game, won the game. What a great fucking day for Kyler. I just, I cannot believe how terrible the, the Raiders have been today. It really is a fucking joke. We'll watch the rest of this game, but let me give you the rest of the score. Seattle versus the 49ers. I was, I, I shouldn't have picked the Seattle Seahawks to win. Uh, I bet against Trey Lance. We'll talk about that. Bet against Trey Lance. I thought Geno could continue his run like he did when they played against the Broncos, his awesome play. And that should have just, it, like, I should have just said to myself, or I should have been a, about the thought process of, like, yes, like, he had an awesome game against the Broncos, but he's a backup. He, like, he'll fall off. Just like how Carson Wentz kind of fell off today. But Geno Smith, he played like he was Geno Smith. But the 49ers, interestingly enough, lost Trey Lance today after running him in a power run play where he, I think, broke his ankle or something like that. I, I still haven't seen the play. To be honest with you, I don't want to, but everybody's going to be replaying it. So I probably will have to. But Trey Lance gets hurt. They put in Jimmy Garoppolo, which I feel like they should have potentially have done like earlier, like, you know, because he's better. And it's literally what everybody wanted on the team. It's what all the veterans wanted. It's what uh, potentially the coaches wanted as well. But maybe some people high up were like, yeah, we're just going to, uh, to put him in the game because we spent like multiple first round draft picks on him. And so that's why Trey Lance played before Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo had a nice game today, and they won the football game. So I don't really know what else to say about the 49ers. They're a little bit of, a, of an enigma. We'll see what happens. I think they can be a playoff team. I mean, I don't think they're an enigma. I think they can be a playoff team. I think they can challenge the Rams again this year. Speaking of the Rams, they lost 27. No, not they lost, excuse me. They won 27-31 to 31 against the Falcons. How did the Rams almost lose this game? And when I tell you they almost lost this game, I mean, this game came down to the fucking wire. This was a extraordinarily close game. I haven't watched the look of it, so I'll, I'll know. But the fact that the Rams almost lost this game against a non-playoff team is insanity to me. 27 to 31. And then the era of bad Stafford has continued. 31 to 10 last week against the Bills in a loss. Matt Stafford throws three interceptions. This week against the lowly Atlanta Falcons, I think he threw two. And it's just like, wait, what? You can't, like, you're Matt Stafford. You're a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You should not be playing this badly against. These teams, he threw for three touchdowns, two interceptions. 
So it's just like, hey, you know, they did enough to win the game. But I'm like, this is against a bad team. This is against a team that is going to be drafting in the top 10, top 5 this year. And somehow, someway, Matt Stafford almost loses the fucking football game to the Falcons. I said, like, look, I don't, uh, when I watched the Rams last week, I was like, look, they may not even be a playoff contender. They may not even make it to the fucking playoffs. And it's like, the more I watch the Atlanta Falcons, or not the Atlanta Falcons, the Los Angeles Rams play, or the more progress we get with the Atlanta Falcons, the more and more it looks like, oh my God, they may not actually go to the playoffs. They get the Cardinals next week. They get the Rams the week after that. And then for shits and giggles, they get the Cowboys in three weeks. It's like they go up against potentially three playoff teams, three teams that are hard. And some people are like, well, what are the Cowboys going to do? Well, first and foremost, the Cowboys may have Dak Prescott back at that point in time. Second of all, do not underestimate the Dallas Cowboys, as the Cincinnati Bengals just did. They protected Cooper Rush against an awesome pass rushing front with Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. They were able to run the football effectively, which they did not do last week. And most importantly, their defense fucking dominated for four fucking quarters. And so it's just like they got to go up against the Rams in three weeks, which does not have a good offensive line, a turnover-prone quarterback, and Dak Prescott may be back, and hopefully he does. And that was like literally the worst game I've ever seen Dak Prescott play or one of the worst games I've ever seen him play, so it's only literally up from here. That's a problem for the Rams in a couple of weeks. But then it's just like next week they go up against the Cardinals. Oy vey. Oy vey. I don't know what you want me to do with that. I don't know what you want me to do with the Rams. Rams are so fucked. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Speaking of fucked, Kyler is driving down the length of the football field with his horrendous offensive line. It's like second and seven now. Deep inside of uh, Las Vegas Raiders territory. It's not like third and five, excuse me, now after getting two yards. It's just like Kyler's just wheeling and dealing right now. Kyler could end the game right now. Raiders fans are like, fuck. This is our first home game back in Las Vegas where like COVID restrictions are really, really, you know, lenient. So, you know, everybody can come. And Kyler is sticking it to him right now. He's It's third and five. It's like without DeAndre Hopkins... Tyler is moving down the length of the football field. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Cliff Kingsbury. <sighs> On third and five, runs a designed quarterback option play. Like a option pitch play where Kyler rolls left. He pitches it to the back. The safety comes down, and it just it doesn't fucking work. And then two lets his man get off his block. Number two lets his man get off his block. And then it's now fourth and one. It's like, uh, just let, just get out of his way. So like, let him save your job, Cliff. Let him save you and Steve Kimes' job. Let him save your jobs. I, I picked the Raiders to win this game. And I was like, I want Kyler to win it because holy shit. Uh, the Raiders have absolutely fucked this game for themselves. Absolutely screwed themselves with this game. 
Anyways, talked about the Rams, talked about the Falcons, talked about the uh, the Seattle Seahawks. God, I still cannot believe that the Broncos played such a shitty game and Dallas almost beat the Bengals. Or not almost, they did beat the Bengals. Yikes. Whoopsies. Hmm. It's it's a yikes. Hold on, let me uh check something out here. Like I'm on Twitter night right now. I was a fucking menace today on Twitter. It was ridiculous. Sorry. Just like looking up stuff here. Just, I, I don't understand. Uh, I just don't understand fucking Zach Taylor. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's Hollywood Brown who like let. Wow. Hollywood Brown just like fucked over his team. Wow. The fourth down play, or not the fourth down play, the third down play, where it's like third and five, and I was just like, man, number two didn't do a good job of blocking his man. That was Hollywood Brown. And then on like fourth and one, Kyler takes a beautiful shot downfield, throws it perfectly to Hollywood Brown, or Marquise Brown, or whatever, and he gets blasted, and he drops the ball because he never secures it. He like catches it on his fingertips and still has it outstretched because he's like twisting and turning instead of bringing it in and they don't convert it on fourth down. And that's another like fucking mistake by the Arizona Cardinals. It's just like, Oh God. It's like, are you going to let Josh McDaniels get off? You're just like going to let him win this game after Tyler played his fucking guts out. Again, I don't know. So CBS just gave me like a really interesting statistic. They were like, this is Derek Carr's first appearance since like 708 Eastern. It's like 748 now. So it's been like 40. It's almost been an hour since we've seen Derek Carr play. More likely for me, it's just been like maybe 20 to 30 minutes. I'm watching the end of this game. I, I just... Cannot believe it. I'll give you the uh, the scores again. Seattle lost to the 49ers 7-27. Congratulations to the 49ers. Uh, the Falcons almost beat the Rams 27-31. I don't think the Rams are that strong of a contender this year as they were last year. Cardinals beat the Raiders 23. Or not Cardinals beat the Raiders, excuse me. The game is still going on. It's still 23-23 in overtime. Texans almost beat the Broncos 9-16. And the Dallas Cowboys po- pulled up like the upset of the year with... The 20 to 17 upset. Yikes. Yikes. I think Dallas is still in this. They go up against the Giants next week, and I. Daniel Jones got sacked like six times today. How many times did he get sacked? Excuse me, he got sacked three times. Cardinals, not Cardinals. Carolina's pass rush is a little bit like underwhelming because they got rid of some of their awesome players. Like Hassan Reddick this offseason, who was like their leading pass rusher on the team. So it's so interesting to me that they can still generate pressure, even though Hassan Reddick isn't on their team anymore on the Giants offensive line. But, oh boy, we'll see what happens. Derek Carr, third and four. Josh McDaniels looking like a scrub. Oh God, we'll see what happens. 
Just reading off some play call. Eric Carr is looking out. They're like 20 yards away from the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals, um, or they're 30 yards, they're 20 yards away from like the distance at which they can kick a field goal. I am so annoyed with the Arizona Cardinals defense, by the way, because their defense is like all over the place. Just because of like, they have spent so many resources on linebackers and they just still have not found one guy yet. Let me, let me turn on the air conditioning really, really quickly. Oh God, I love it. I, hold on. You have absolutely no idea. Hold on. Absolutely no idea how much I've been waiting for this to happen. Where I'm like, it final the sun is finally setting quicker. Versus like, oh my god. Okay, good. The Raiders, Hunter Renfro, he fumbled and it looks like the Raiders recovered. But it's just like finally the sun is like setting. So that way I can like actually not have to deal with the sun literally at eight almost nine o'clock in the afternoon it's just like ridiculous how long it, it's been hunter renfro on third and four caught a quick slant great job by him but then he fumbled it forward the ball cannot be like advanced unless like x player got it but the raiders definitively have it they definitively have it hold on yeah the raiders have it they're deep inside of the cardinals um territory so now this should be like an easy field goal for them and if it isn't then they could just like advance it it should be like a 50 yarder game winner wow so annoyed with the gm for the cardinal steve kime who just i keep saying like some players are being screwed by their teams like steve kime put kyler in a terrible position all season long and he no i mean we were only two weeks in but he will put Kyler in a terrible position like all season long for the rest of the season just because it's just like every single time Kyler throws he has to make some type of an adjustment post snap he has to shift he has to move he has to do a little bit of running it's like slight where you're just like oh he he's not pressured but it's just like if he didn't make the adjustments post snap he would definitively have been pressured and or sacked as Derek Carr almost throws an interception trying to feed Devonte adams and it's just like again i must repeat Derek carr top 10 quarterback really crunch time almost throws an interception he's telling his guys to like be calm and it's just like take your own advice Derek. take your own advice thompson almost interception it's insane how bad of a football this is and it's and it's just like you are almost in field goal range take the field goal take it Win the game. Car in the gun. Three by two. Screenplay. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I got to pause it. It is a predictable screenplay to Hunter Renfro that the Cardinals read like a fucking book. Renfro fumbles, Cardinals recover, number one or number seven for the Cardinals runs the length of the field for the game-winning touchdown, 
Cardinals beat the Raiders in Las Vegas. What a fucking joke Josh McDaniels is. And I said it, I was like, most overrated division in the NFL. Chargers lose to a under, under not understaffed, but like an opponent that they shouldn't lose to with so many awesome players. Khalil Mack, JC Jackson, Joey Bosa, Duran James, so much firepower on the defense. They cannot figure out how to stop Patrick Mahomes. They couldn't stop. They couldn't get Justin Herbert popping off. And then you have the Raiders losing last week to the Chargers. This week, the, La- the Raiders lose to the-, the Cardinals. And I talked about it. I was like, I don't know who's going to be third or fourth, but I feel like the Chargers and the Raiders are going to be third or fourth in this division. Raiders, Chargers, third and fourth, potentially in this division, with Kansas City being 2-0, Broncos being one one and one. Like, what a surprise. How like, like look at how that works out. And then the Raiders, just after so, 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 so much of a lead over the Cardinals, they fucking shack it against the Cardinals, giving up 16 points in the fourth quarter. And then fumbling the football in overtime. The Raiders, not the Raiders, the Cardinals fucking recover the football and they get the game-winning touchdown. And it's clear and cut that he fumbled. Unless they're not going to rule it as a catch, then it's going to be an incompletion, but it looks like it's a fumble because it is a fumble. It's ridiculous. And it's just like Derek Carr on this drive has thrown multiple interceptions and it all started with the predictableness of the play. I was just like, the Cardinals, for some weird reason, were overly... Pre- it's, like, it's like the Cowboys being prepared for the Bengals. The Cowboys were overly prepared for the Bengals. They were like, we know what's going on. We know how to beat the Bengals. We know what the Bengals are running. We dominate them for the first quarter, or excuse me, for the entirety of the first half. When they only make adjustments, that's the only time that the Bengals caught us slipping. And then in the second half, we were even like, well, you know... We're just going to, um, we're going to play passively. We are not going to actively play this game. We are not actively going to try and like win the game. We have the points. We'll take the points. They won the game on a, on a final like game ending uh, field goal. But regardless, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that the Cardinals outcoached, or not outcoached, but the fucking Bengals got outcoached by the Cowboys. And the Cardinals just fucking destroyed the Raiders in the final bits of the game. It's absurd. It really is. It really is. Hold on. They made it official. Raiders beat. Raiders lost to the Cardinals today. I, I don't I don't even care that I incorrectly picked the game. I'm just I'm so annoyed with how fucking basic the Cardinals are. Or excuse me, the Raiders are. Against a bad team. Excuse me, against a team that doesn't have players on it, that doesn't have like a lot of offensive linemen on it with two of the best defensive linemen in the NFL on it, they fucking choke. It's a joke. The Raiders have to go up against the Titans next week. They should probably be able to beat them. But loaded fucking roster, loaded fucking football team, 0-2 to start the season. 
against two teams that he definitely should have beaten. I don't fucking get it. I really don't. I, I don't. But um, that's kind of like on, on an obnoxious note. That's the end of like the games for the middle of the day. Seahawks beat the 49ers. Or, oh my God, I'm tired. I took melatonin gummies and now I'm just exhausted. It's like almost eight o'clock and I'm just exhausted right now. We don't even have Monday Night Football on. Or is it? Yeah, it's almost 8 o'clock. Oh, wait, let me make sure uh, Rick and Morty is recorded. I'll, I'll do it after, after the podcast. Sorry. But 49ers beat the Seahawks 27-7. Falcons lost to the Rams 31-27. Cardinals just beat the Raiders 29-23. Texans almost won against the Broncos 16-9. Bengals went down to the Cowboys 17-20. Bears versus Packers are up next. Can Aaron Rodgers fucking do anything against the Bears? Will Justin Fields have as great of a game this week as he did last week? We will see. I think regardless of whatever happens, Odell Beckham Jr. probably will be in play for one of these teams. That is kind of like weak at wide receiving core. It could potentially be Tampa Bay. We will see. It could be it could be the Packers. We'll see. It could be the Rams. We'll see again. Anyways, I'm peacing out for den- not for tonight, but for right now. No podcast tomorrow, but we have one more today. Cannot wait to get into it, ladies and gentlemen. 24th podcast.